0: It's NBA lottery day. Will the Charlotte Hornets get lucky? We'll take a look back at their history to see just how lucky they've been in the past decade or so. And we'll go through a few different scenarios all today on the Locked On Hornets Podcast. You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. In a minute, we live We live, we live. <laughs> It's Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by PrizePix. Check out prizepix.com and use promo code NBA, or you can go to your app store and download the app today. PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. Thanks for making us your first listen. We're free. We're available on YouTube. I'm Walker Mail, covered Charlotte Sports, ESPN Radio, Fox NBC. You can follow me on Twitter at Walker Mail and Doug Branson, my co-host, is the founder of this podcast, the proud owner of an Eldon Campbell Beanie Baby, which he will have in his hands tonight. In order to be a good luck charm for the Charlotte Hornets to win the NBA lottery, if he does not have that in his hands, then I want you to tweet at him, at Doug Branson, L-O-H, just to make sure and or insult him. Also, follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Hornets. You will have that in your hands tonight, correct?
1: Well, you're probably looking at the rundown and not looking at yes, your program correct. monitor yeah, right now. Exactly. Yes, I have it. I've had it the entire time. I'm going to use it. I'm going to kind of shake no. it around the room, kind of like to to ward off any bad lottery spirits. Just give it a little shake around the room. Um, do a couple of chants. But yes, the Eldon Elden Campbell Beanie Baby uh, right. will be in one hand. Actual baby will be in the other hand. Good luck charms all around. Let's go.
0: Let's get this lottery win. There is a newfound confidence because of the way they got lucky moving up to number three to go get LaMelo ball. I am hoping mm-hmm. that when we've had good luck in the past, Doug, we'll go through this in the second segment, but it's happened within like a three, four year span where it would happen multiple times that the Charlotte Hornets moved up. Now that was a long time ago. It wasn't in the last decade, but that was really towards the early two thousands. They got lucky with Baron Davis. They've moved up. So like, we'll see. We'll see if that can happen. We'll look at the lottery history in the second segment. We need to go through a couple of different scenarios, and we need to start with the mock draft that we just took place with. You know, you have Locked On NBA. Both of us got on a video. Um, Locked On NBA had their mock draft. We both went with Johnny Davis with that thirteenth selection. Also knowing we had that fifteenth selection in that mock draft, it ended with Cleveland, and Cleveland obviously has a bunch of big guys. They selected Okai Ochai a I think I got that right. Oh, yep. They selected him 14th and we had kind of gone through. Well, you want to go with Mark Williams, your big center, your rim protector, you know, Jalen Duran was gone. So, you know, you couldn't select him, but we were going through the center conversation, but you wanted to go with, Hey, we'll say, you know, Cleveland, isn't going to select another center. So let's go ahead and get the best player available somewhere else. And then count, you know, hopefully count on some luck and then go ahead and select that center at 15. It looks like that is a very real scenario, Doug, that could play out tonight. And uh, maybe the Hornets can do exactly what we did, whether they select Johnny Davis or not. Maybe they just don't select the center at 13. And then they wait until 15 because the team doesn't need one right there at 14.
1: Well, and thirteen isn't the 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 bottom scenario. It is thirteen yeah. is not the nightmare scenario. So I've got the NBA draft lottery simulator up from Tankathon. I'm not going to straight go straight from your holster simulator.
0: because that's where you keep it every I know single day. I'm annoying.
1: Day. I'm annoying some people with how much I love the lottery simulator. I, listen, <laughs> I'm just. I, I promise you, I won't do it in this segment. Um. So eight hours, 25 minutes, 55 that. seconds left until the NBA draft lottery. So let's take a look at the odds. So right now, the Charlotte Hornets have a 4.8% chance of jumping into the top four positions and then a 1% chance of... Of getting the number one overall selection, but below them is Cleveland. They have a 2.4 percent chance of jumping into the top four and a 0.5 percent chance of going to number one overall. But they could jump the Charlotte Hornets, and that would land them in the 14th uh, position. And so then they would have an interesting scenario in that they have back-to-back picks. All of us uh, fantasy football players, the snake draft, it's that scenario where you have uh, either the the first or the last pick, and you get the the old snaky snake, the double picks. So that's an interesting scenario because then if you're the Charlotte Hornets, you're just looking at who's left and Mm -hmm. saying all right, Mark Williams, Walker Kessler, Johnny Davis, anyone, anyone that can play defense are they left? Let's just grab two players that we feel like fit our system.
0: Yeah, it will be in that way. You can also try to figure out if you want to package those players together, you know, 13 and 14, even though it's not a big difference, it's better than 13 and 15. And then maybe that could send you all the way up to, you know, the top five or so of this NBA draft. You know, Do you like the spot that the Hornets are in given the odds? You know, it's, it's not, it's not in cement yet. We're going to find that out tonight, but if it plays out how the odds suggest it will with the Hornets getting the 13th and the 15th overall selection, you know, do you like the spot that charlotte is in currently
1: i like it because i think it gives them options right even if they mm-hmm. land 13 even if they land 14 you've got two uh late lottery-ish picks that you can package either to move up maybe into you know i'm looking at the mock draft now from Tankathon, and they have jalen Duran at 11 and like mark williams
0: that- at 12 imagine that's i i would hate that that would that would hurt well, a little
1: but but You know, can you convince an OKC that already has a thousand? They love getting more picks, right? So can you convince OKC to drop down to, uh, you know, one or two positions? and give up both of those first round picks because you have to think about this too. We don't know what the Hornets are going to do with all of their young players, but they do have a lot of young players, you know, it's not as Mm -hmm. if this is an older team that really needs to stock up in the draft now and prepare for the future. I mean, they've got players uh, that need playing time. I mean, Kai Jones, I mean, James Booknight. Well, just real quickly, I,
0: I like to live in this idea that, kai jones and poku play on the same team just a couple of seven footers that are raw and can handle the basketball i want to see both of those guys there share the floor at the same time and so hopefully sam presti could make that happen for us
1: yeah so if they really fall in love with mark williams or even jalen duran and they feel like that 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 both of those players are gettable at 11 or 12 like would i be enraged if they gave up two picks to get into that position uh no. Um uh, now, you know, I think I'll, some people would find that unreasonable because first round picks in the NBA like you would see this all the time I mean I just got done covering helping to cover the NFL draft for the yeah. Locked On Podcast Network and you just saw that all the time like, p- people moving up just a few spots and giving up multiple picks in the same round but in the NBA it is a little bit more rare but the Hornets are in a particular position in that they do have the young players that are waiting for playing time and they have such a particular need that is fit so perfectly by Jalen Duren or Mark Williams that um, I would not necessarily fault the hornets too hard for making that kind of maneuver up. So before before we get into the second segment which we're going to look back at some of the history of the NBA lottery, we should answer the question. All right, the hornets are drafting at 14, okay? They've fallen one spot. Walker, who are you taking at 14? Who do you want who do you hope is there at 14, reasonably there at 14?
0: I is, is it a cop out to go with one of those top two centers we just talked about that I'm I'm all in in that area of the draft. If we yep. get top four top five, then we'll have a different discussion. In fact, we're going to have that later on in this episode, what would take place at five, four, three, if the best case scenario kind of happens. But I mean, Doug, I'm, I'm focusing on Mark Williams. I like him. I, I think Mark Williams is a, a good rim protector runs the r- runs the floor. Well, look at those blocks per game. Like I, yes, it's not this end is per, all be this all. Is per
1: 36. If you're looking at the screen right now, it's just per 36.
0: Yeah. Yes. It's not end all be all, but you've got some actually ridiculous block numbers in this draft in the top, you know, 15 kind of in the lottery, you know, Chet Holmgren, if you look still at it, block- if
1: you go to per game, it's still ridiculous. He had 4.6 blocks <laughs> yeah. per game, Walker Kessler. And then Mark Williams, Two point
0: eight, and, and Jalen Durant like two point one. Yeah, there, yeah. there's there are guys that can protect the rim, and then you got to figure out how they fit with your roster elsewhere. Okay, I'm gonna throw oh,
1: curveball, curveball okay. time. Uh, Mark Williams has been selected twelve, and Jalen Durant's gone. Walker Kessler's still on the board, and then you've got a, an assortment of players. You've got Abaji, you've got mm-hmm. Tari Eason, who I, I think um, uh, can can play defense. Um, you've got. Jovich, uh who you taking in that yeah, scenario you s- where you got 14
0: 15 Okay so I think I mean yeah I would say you know I would hope a Jeremy Sohan would would fall back and Malachi Branham's gone too I guess um No you're 14 you could take okay. Branham you want to Branham Man, I hate that Johnny Davis. It was Johnny. Johnny Davis. Johnny's gone. Johnny's gone. Yeah. Branham Kessler. I just don't believe in as much, Doug. Like that's the guy that is a center that fits the rim protecting build. And I get it. I just don't. No, I I just don't feel like he on the perimeter is going to be nearly as good. You know, I I don't necessarily believe in the shot to work as well either in the NBA. I I, I would rather have a couple of those other centers instead of a Walker Kessler. And Branham
1: was uh, Branham was the reach in our locked on NBA uh, lottery mock draft should also mention before we get to the next segment that I will be part of the live coverage of the NBA uh, lottery. I will be on there until the Hornets are selected. And then I'm going to march over and do a lockdown now with some analysis of what the Charlotte Hornets should do once we do know what that is. Walker is going to be... Oops, wrong pointed the wrong way. Walker is going to be on locked on NBA. So we That's are, right. <laughs> we've got this thing Company men.
0: folks. Yep. We are. I'm going to be on locked on NBA with Jake Madison later on tonight. We'll talk about the game and give some of that analysis, but also go over the lottery results as well. All right. Coming up next on the lockdown Hornets podcast. We're going to go with the NBA lottery history for the Charlotte Hornets and exactly how they've fared recently, even go into some of the times where they did move up quite a bit on the NBA draft order. Let's talk about prize picks. All right, NBA fans. I know you're looking for a daily fantasy option for the NBA. You need to try the award-winning app prize picks. It's a daily fantasy app made easy for you. I love it. I know you will too. You can pick two to five players, excuse me, in an over under on their projections. You can win up to 10 times on any entry and it's just you versus the projected numbers. It's that easy. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less, so it's not going to take a whole lot of your time. It's safe. It offers fast withdrawals. You can use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. So there are a couple of different ways you can access it. For a limited time, PrizePix has an exclusive no-brainer of an offer for all of our users. You can get $50 for free if a player in your first Prize Picks entry scores a single point. But you must use code NBA. That's right. This is an exclusive offer available to locked on fans. So sign up today and use code NBA. $50 for free if a player in your first prize picks entry scores a single point. And while you're trying to figure out your prize picks lineup, You can be snacking on a built bar, especially if you're Doug Branson, doing it in the morning, eating that breakfast like he's been doing daily, limited time flavor, like the birthday cake. It's so good. It's really just kind of like dipping your finger in a whole bucket of frosting, except it being like 130 calories. Yes, I can hear the crunkling of the wrapper, even if I'm not looking at Doug right now, and instead looking at the rundown. That sounds like a delicious built bar with about 150, 130 calories that's high in protein and high in fiber. Am I right, Doug? Is that, is that about it? That is correct. All right. Go to built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15. Get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. NBA lottery history for the Charlotte Hornets. We'll talk about that next on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. This is Locked on Hornets.
1: So wait a minute. Do we value players that forget plays all of a sudden? I thought we were, we loved LeBron James because he remembered he could cite to you every single play from every game he's ever played in. Now, all of a sudden we like players who have no idea what happened on the previous play.
0: I don't think you want them to play scared, right? It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast.
1: i got to get a sip of water After from that, that bill bar. <coughs>
0: this
1: is why you don't, this is why you don't, this is why you don't eat or drink anything on, I,
0: on are camera. You, are you, well, hold on. What's that? Cause I need, I need to peel back the curtain because what mm-hmm. happened is while the graphic is playing, Doug gets into my ear and tells me, Hey, I'm just going to bring us back from this one. I'm like, all right, cool. I don't yeah. know what Doug has up his sleeve, but I love that Doug actively, didn't want me to bring it back. So then he could go on to the microphone, drink water and cough instead of just allowing me to go ahead and bring <laughs> it out. Like we always do the mm-hmm. one time mm-hmm. <laughs> Doug brings it back. I, okay, that's fine. Well,
1: a couple of things. Number one, I did have a plan and okay. then I got a little froggy in my throat. I got a little Mitch Kupchak froggy right here in the old throat ski. And so I had to take care of that. Unfortunately, that made it worse because you know how sometimes you have a swig of water, it's a little dry, goes down the wrong pipe, all of a sudden it's, it's Cough City. But I did, I did want to bring us back and just mention that if you're watching on YouTube, you can see that I'm wearing the duds. I've got the uh, tuxedo t-shirt that they gave out when the Hornets returned to Charlotte. So I put my best duds on. I've got my draft hat on uh, with the sweet... Yeah. Sweet underbill. Um, this was the the Frank Kaminsky draft, which I know what you're thinking. Why would you, you know, luck yeah. here? Why would you wear that particular hat? I'm telling you, I'm going reverse. I'm reversing everything because I feel like I want to put a little reverse jinx on this thing. So I'm wearing this. I do have the Eldon Campbell beanie baby, which I got at the last home game. Uh, the regular season home game of the Hornets' uh, first iteration. So I'm really going reverse Juju on this mock draft, hoping that it brings home a
0: a dub. I I don't think – correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the NBA draft hats are actually – pretty good. And the NFL draft hats are always a problem. You know, they, I think this past year they were okay, but usually the NFL draft hats are atrocious and the NBA draft hats are usually pretty cool. I don't think I have that wrong, but that one is a cool one. Even if it is for Frank Kaminsky, the underbill it's sweet. It has the logo. Hopefully it all works out for you, Doug. All right, let's look at the lottery history for the Charlotte. Before we,
1: before we, before we do that, I know that's the Mm -hmm. plan for the segment, but we forgot to do something in the first segment, which is, let's look at... What did we forget? Well, we forgot to look at who is going to represent... Oh, that's right. ...the Charlotte Hornets on the stage. It will be PJ Washington, and I've got the full list up here. Let's get rid of our ugly mug so you can see the list. I love that list.
0: It's such a good one. So let me I mean, let me
1: just run it. Let me run it down and then we'll talk about it. Hornets have PJ Washington. Cleveland has Anderson Vergeau. Detroit Pistons has uh, Rip Hamilton, Houston Rockets, Raphael Stone, the GM. Indiana Pacers, the assistant general manager, Kelly Krauskoff. Uh, New Orleans Pelicans have Swin Cash. That's awesome. She's the VP of uh, basketball operations. New York Knicks have William Wesley, who is a uh, EVP. Oklahoma City Thunder, Nick Collison, Thunder legend. We'll get back to that. Don't worry. Orlando Magic has Jeff Weltman, who's the president of basketball <laughs> <laughs> operations. Portland, Damian Lillard, Sacramento, Demonis Sabonis. That's interesting. The uh, newest Sacramento King. San Antonio Spurs have the Admiral David Robinson, Spurs legend and strategic partner. Strategic. And finally, the Washington Wizards have Wes Unsell Jr., the head coach.
0: Okay, you wanted to get back to Nick Collison as we were going to talk about this list. (laughs) Why is that?
1: That's fantastic because he's a Thunder legend. He is the ultimate end-of-the-bar guy legend, like the guy at your local bar who sits at the end, doesn't really cause much of a ruckus, occasionally has something funny to say, everybody knows who he is, and that's why he's a legend. He's not a legend because he just dominates every night. He's a legend because he shows up, he orders the same thing, And uh everybody loves him. Nick Collison. We've had
0: that conversation, I think maybe it was with Nada about who our Nick Collison is. Somebody that just didn't he didn't play for another team. He didn't even, I mean, he played, but he didn't put up really good stats. And that allowed everybody, a part of that fan base, to call him a legend. I don't know if there's that player that exists for the Hornets, but Nick Collison fits that bill. I know Jeff Foster was that for Indiana. It's the same tall, big center, white guy. He actually got a decent amount of minutes, but I don't know if Charlotte Hornets have that, but yeah, I I Uh, feel not, not of that. I mean,
1: you know, Marvin Williams, but he was too good. I think he was too good to be that. I mean, he was too much of a contributor to be that player. Somebody who just hung around, hung around at the end of the bench for a long time and, you know, gave you, gave you solid minutes here and there. Yeah, it's tough. I don't think there's... And, you know, honestly, those players are kind of rare in every franchise these mm-hmm. days because there is so much player movement and, and you know, cap machinations that happen. Okay, are you ready to take a look at the history of... <laughs> you really do need to get ready because it's not, it's not exactly pretty what we're going to be looking at except for a few particular moments. But this is... I've got it uh, courtesy of realgm.com here. I've got the history of the Charlotte Hornets in the lottery. So if we back it all the way up to 1989, the inaugural year, it didn't get off to a great start. They dropped three positions and ended up selecting J.R. Reed. Now I did go and look at – let's open this up in a new tab. I did go and look at the 89 draft just out of curiosity. So they get J.R. Reed in the fifth position. They miss out on Glenn Rice, but, of course, we know how history played out there, Walker. They ended up getting Glenn Rice in his prime anyway. They miss out on Sean Elliott, Danny Ferry, and then the number one overall selection, which they were slated to get. The odds were in their favor to get the number one. uh, Ended up going Purvis Ellison to the Sacramento Kings. Nervous Purvis.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) Great contribution, (laughs) Nervous Purvis. I'm here to help. Yeah. Never nervous purpose. I, you know, Glenn Rice, it's funny that he would eventually become a Charlotte Hornet and they didn't really miss out on too many great guys. The next, I guess, five picks from the list that I saw there. So, but you see Doug, like the back-to-back years that they got lucky moving up four to get LJ and then moving up six to get. Zo.
1: oh yeah, it's amazing. Those were, those were fantastic years. And the fact that they, I always think about this Walker had they blown it's so easy to blow those picks because there's so many variables, so many unknowns, but this franchise could be in in an even worse place. It's it's in a tough position now because they've never been to an Eastern Conference Finals. They moved to New Orleans, they came back. Like this this franchise is full of ups and downs. But but this franchise is probably in like Sacramento Kings territory if they um, if they miss out on one or both of these picks, you know? Well,
0: and I don't know if you looked this up. I know the 92 draft is Shaquille O'Neal. And if they would have moved up just one more spot, Shaquille could have started his career with the Charlotte Hornets instead of the Orlando Magic. Instead, we get Alonzo Mourning. And how funny is it? I mean, I guess... But what if they end
1: things. up with... Yeah, I mean, that, that's what I'm saying. Look at three... So look at the players that could have been right in their in their wheelhouse. Christian Laitner, Sure. Jim Jackson, Lofonzo Ellis, Tom Gugliata, Walt Williams, and then somebody at number eight named Todd Day.
0: I don't, <laughs> I, okay. Eight year vet Todd Day, Doug. I mean,
1: right, you have to go to Robert in the lottery because it doesn't show me here in Real GM Beyond the lottery, but you have to go down to Robert Ori, who was, uh, you know, big shot Bob, but was not, you know, wasn't going to turn your franchise around. Needed you to know, go to Jim Jackson several might different- have
0: i think i don't know if jim jackson won a sixth man of the year award i feel like maybe he did but also you had googs who got an all-star appearance yeah clearly <laughs> nobody is alonzo morning but yeah so you're right Thanks. like zo zo that had to be the pick and i'm gonna look up the 91 what? nba draft history just real quickly even though you couldn't mess that one up right lj had to be the number one pick and he was at a UNLV, just a star coming out of college. Kenny Anderson, Billy Owens, the next two picks before you get to Dikembe Mutombo and Steve Smith. But Dikembe would have been awesome. Kenny was a, a GT legend when he was coming out. But Larry, you, you couldn't mess that one up. Okay, that was a good okay let's keep,
1: we'll, n- we'll never get through this if we don't keep going. Let's keep going.
0: All right, so. Uh, you don't want to talk about Billy Owens anymore and Todd I Day? I don't want to. You me. want to move on?
1: All right, so we we know all about Kobe Bryant. We know what happened there, Uh, but no lottery Mm -hmm. luck for the next two years, and no no draft luck really in that '96 draft. But then we get to 1999. They move up ten spots. They had a .5 percentage chance of, I think, jumping into that top three, and they end up getting uh, they end up moving ten spots to three to get Baron Davis, who of course. Um, catapulted, helped catapult that team into contention, into possible Eastern Conference Finals contention towards the end of the run. Uh, but then you only have to look a couple, a couple of years after they get back into the league as the Bobcats. They had a 17.7% chance in 2005 of moving into some of those top slots. Instead, they moved down two positions. They end up taking Raymond Felton with the fifth pick. Um, yeah. Chris and Paul, missed out, of course, on Chris Paul. That's the, mm-hmm. yeah. But they, but who knows if they would have, you know, had they slotted into the, one of those three positions, you know, would they have taken Chris Paul? I don't know because you had Bogut, you had Marvin Williams, you had Darren Williams. So uh, going one, two, three.
0: Yeah. Would they who have knows? Taken Chris Paul. Uh, maybe they still would have taken Raymond Felton. Maybe they got who they wanted, even though. Um. <laughs>
1: A lot of people <laughs> suspect that that would have happened. Yeah. A lot of yeah, so you you go through here again through the Bobcats years. They never moved up. They moved down one position in '08 and got DJ Augustine with the ninth pick, and with the second pick. We all know about that. Anthony Davis was available to them at the first overall selection, That's 2012. The one that hurts the most. Yep, this was the year after the seven and fifty nine season, the worst season in NBA history by percentage, and they moved down one slot to get Michael Kidd Gilchrist and then two slots in 2013 to get Cody Zeller.
0: So Baron Davis is really the most comparable situation where they've gotten lucky and moved up a decent amount, right? You know, cause 6% that's still better than the one and change that we have, um, that they moved up to go get Zoe. So yeah, it's going to take,
1: it would be the most, the most comparable would be to the Zoe. Oh, okay. Um, because Zoe was 6% to – oh, I, I, I assumed you were talking about Lamello there. I was, yes. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Lamello selection, third overall, 2020, they had a 6% chance. They moved up five slots. In the Zoe draft, they had a 6% chance. They moved up to two, which was six slots.
0: Gotcha. Well, let's hope for some good news tonight. Come the NBA draft lottery, and hopefully, the Charlotte uh, Hornets can get up there. In the top four, you can get a really good player, they've got a lot of decent options up there. Um, Chet Holmgren, Jaden Ivey. Let's talk a little bit more about that coming up next on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. We'll go through the best case scenario top five. If the Charlotte Hornets find themselves getting that lottery luck, then who would we want the Charlotte Hornets to select in some of those spots we'll get to that in just a moment now before we talk about bet online our partners at bet online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info you can find all the latest odds news and sports developments including this year's basketball playoffs major league baseball scores fights even next season's NFL futures bet online is continued is your continued source for all your sport wagering information from live betting to playoffs esports and more you can head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action bet online where the game starts let's talk about those top 5 picks coming up next on the locked on hornets podcast this is locked on hornets
1: nature's first green is gold her hardest hue to hold her early leaps a flower But only so an hour. Mm. Then leaf subsides to leaf. So Eden sank to grief. So dawn goes down to day. Nothing gold can stay.
0: We need the boys to mend with that now. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. All right, let's talk about the top four picks because that's really where the Charlotte Hornets they'd be. That's the chance they have to move up to, not top five, but top four of this upcoming NBA draft. Where do you want to start, Doug? You want to start at number one or do you want to start at number four?
1: Sorry, I had to finish my billboard. <laughs> I, I
0: Really <laughs> 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 this this is not, I'm stopping this. I now. need my energy. I, you I know listen. you want this. I know you want this to be a bit. I can sense the producer mind to turn in. You want this to be something you're going to do coming out of every break. No, you cannot eat a bill bar coming out of every break. And you cannot drink water coming out of every break.
1: Hold on. Num- number one. How dare you? Uh, this is not a bit. I am trying. I need as, as much energy. I need some protein. I need all of the energy because tonight's going to get wild. I'm telling you, I can feel it. <laughs> It's going to get wild, and I'm going to have to be on this marathon broadcast because when they pull 13, I'm telling you, it's not going to say Charlotte Hornets. It's going to say whatever other team. Um, <laughs> and they then I'm going to have to be on this broadcast, and I'm going to need my energy. That's what I'm telling okay. you. So how, By the way, how check it out. Locked on today? NBA YouTube. Subscribe to the Locked on NBA YouTube and watch that show
0: live. Are you just going to eat like five today to get ready for everything? draft lottery analysis
1: well no no only because i need to i need to you know um spread them out i don't want to waste gotcha. all of my bill bars on on tonight i've got a you know we've got a lot of offseason action to to cover anyway wh- who do you want it for
0: I, that's i was asking where you wanted to start we can start at num- number four i will tell you if i were to go number four it, we're just kind of assuming that who are we assuming is gone? You know, so if we go, if if we go, Chet Holmgren, Jabari Smith, and gone. Paolo Boncaro are gone. Gone is that. That, that to okay. me is lock top three. Yeah. Okay. And that that's fair. So
1: Shade and what Sharp. Are you, is, yeah. What are you hoping they can do at four?
0: I would love Jade and Ivy. Wow. I, he's he's my favorite. He's probably my favorite player in this class. I think I, I'm not saying I would draft the number one. If the Hornets had it their way, you'd probably want to go Palo or Chet Holmgren, really Chet Holmgren, because he provides all the defense that you need, especially protecting the rim that that would have to be the best case scenario for the Charlotte Hornets. But in this one, right, Charlotte Hornets get the number four pick. I'll take Jaden Ivy. I'll put him in the backcourt with Lamello. You can have Lamelo create. You can have Jaden be that combo score. You know, six, four isn't necessarily the tallest, but it's not like that's crazy small for a guard. No. You know, you might want six, five, six, six, fair enough, but six, four is not crazy small. I think he's really smart. Sure. I think he can also shoot alongside LaMelo. I, I love Jaden Ivey, and that would allow you to move off of a Terry Rozier. And even if you wanted to try to put book Knight in there, I, I mean, book Knight isn't going to deter you from not, you know, from selecting a guard. I mean, you're, you're still going to take the best player available, even if it is somebody that plays the same position. So Jaden Ivy, if he's available, I'm taking him because I I think there's a a realistic uh, opportunity for that to happen. If the Hornets would move up to four. He'd be yeah, there.
1: and and so let's go over some other scenarios that I like because I agree with you that makes the most sense if it goes home some order of home Grin Jabari Smith Palo Bancaro. However, that order shakes out if if those you go best available at that point. You don't worry about defense, you don't worry about needs. You just go and grab the best available player. But let's talk about some other scenarios that I hope happen if they were to get the 4th pick. There's two scenarios that I see. Jaden Ivey moving up into that top three echelon. I'm hearing whispers. I'm reading stuff. I I love him.
0: I think he's great.
1: That says Jaden Ivey might be the player that can break this stranglehold that Holmgren, Smith, and Bancaro have over the top three picks. So if that happens, then there's a possibility that a Holmgren or a Jabari Smith, depending on who those top three slots go to, you know they they might necess- they might not necessarily need the services that Holmgren and Smith provide. I think Bancaro kind of fits everywhere essentially. Like I could see any yep. team really taking a Bancaro. but Holmgren and Smith are a little bit more specialty. So maybe they fall into the Hornets' lap at four. The other scenario that I see Walker is taking that fourth pick and that fifteenth pick. Let's not forget about the old fifteen sitting there. And and, and if Holmgren or Smith um, are available at three then you could possibly convince whoever is in that third slot. Hey, take this 15th pick. Let me, let me shoot up into the third pick.
0: Yeah, I know. And I understand all that. Like I, 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 you know, with Jade and Ivy, with those being a couple of the situations the Charlotte Hornets could go through. Yeah. I think Ivy, would still my preferred, but do you agree? Chet is still the number one. If the Hornets yep. get the number one overall pick, they're taking Chet, right?
1: It's gotta be automatic, automatic. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, Boncaro is interesting enough to maybe have having to consider it um, because I think the star potential is probably there. But we've, you know, Chet Holmgren being having that ability to shoot threes, play on the perimeter and switch, you know, protect the rim everybody's scared of, you know, how much weight he can put on because he weighs 195 at seven feet. Like we know how real thin he is, but he can also get by that. Like he still was an amazing defender this past year with Gonzaga. All right. So Chad Holmgren has to be the number one pick. You think Palo's got to be one.
1: So we've done four. We've done one. How about three?
0: I'm going to throw
1: I'm going to throw a scenario at you. All right. The Hornets are sitting at three. And they can't make a deal to move up to one. They can't make a deal to move up to two. Chet Holmgren, Jabari Smith, they're off the board. Bancaro, Ivy, Sharp, Murray, Griffin, Mathurin, they're all available. What
0: are you doing at three? You said Bancaro's is available. Yes. Yeah, I'll go Bancaro. All right, Bancaro's. And in fact, here, to, just to make it easy, I'll go. I'll go Chet Holmgren, Bancaro. Doug. I'll go Jaden Ivy. I got him three over Jabari Smith.
1: Wow. Huge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Boom. I don't huge. Think, I, don't I, I like Jaden Ivy I, that much. I think Jabari Smith is, is a star in the making. I don't think you pass. I'm, I'm, I'm less concerned about Jabari Smith than I am Chet Holmgren. I'll say that. I think Jabari Smith has more of a guarantee to to be a longtime contributor in the NBA. I think there's some, there are a few little risk factors with old, with old Chetty Holmgren um, that, that I don't think exists with Jabari Smith. So, um, I think th- so I think that's fine. You go Jaden Ivey, you go Bancara there, I think you're fine. You know, if they start to get cute and look at Murray or Sharp, then I get a little worried if they fall in love with a player like that. But here's a scenario that we haven't talked about that I know a lot of people in the YouTube comments really want us to talk about, which is, hey, if the Hornets get lucky, but they don't get that lucky, like if they, don't, if they get number one, I think you take Chet Holmgren and you go home. But if they get three or four lucky, even two lucky, I think you have to explore some opportunities to trade out of the trade that pick or or a combination of picks in order to acquire the actual veteran center that you want. You maybe call up Phoenix and say, "Hey, (laughs) I
0: hear you're having some issues." Yeah, I mean, you that's the beauty about this is that you have some things to work with with having multiple first round picks, and so if you can, you know, and that's and honestly, Doug, we've talked about this too, like. When it comes to trying to go after DeAndre Ayton, that that's another scenario. Do you just want to take somebody at four or three or two, whatever, or do you want to package that and then become a very real sign and trade candidate with DeAndre Ayton to the point, you know, we, we, we tried to come up with a package where you could hold on to miles bridges and still get DeAndre Ayton. If you get a top four pick, can you do it in that situation, Doug, or are they still looking for somebody to help them win right now?
1: um i would lean towards getting someone that could help them win right now so much of this is also interesting right because the hornets don't have a head coach yet and that Mm -hmm. head coach might also be the general manager right now i think mitch kupchak is in chicago um at the combine i think i read that um Mm -hmm. so he is you know doing some kind of prep on the draft for the Charlotte Hornets is, is that prep in the draft going to be his main job moving forward, or is he going to be uh general manager over the entire team? Or is that the head coach? You know, so many questions that I think have to be answered before we can make any really great guesses about what in the world the Hornets are going to do in the, in this draft or, or in free agency or trades. Um, but it's all super interesting. I cannot wait to get some more clarity and, and that clarity, hopefully being a top four pick. I'm yeah. going to go, I'm just going to tell you right now, if it happens, I don't care if it's four, I don't care if it's three, I don't care if it's two, if it's one, watch out. But any of those, if it happens on the live show, if they pull the thing and it does, if it, what it, I don't even know what, it's like a card, right? They pull a card out of an yeah. envelope. If yeah. they pull the card at 13 and it doesn't say Charlotte Hornets, I'm guaranteeing you, I'm going to go buck wild. So <laughs> watch out. I'm going to try to create a moment on Locked On NBA's live coverage. So go subscribe on YouTube.
0: I will say the top four picks are great, right? I mean, you can't, it's not like you would be mad at them picking somebody else. You know, maybe if Chet was available and you went a different direction, maybe, you know, because of the need at center, you would get mad at that. But overall, I I can't envision myself being angry at any of the top four picks in this year's draft class.
1: I have to learn more about Ivy. We need, we don't have a locked on Purdue, but we got to get locked on SEC. We got to get the Chris Gordy on to talk about Ivy um i need to or no no purdue's not sec right purdue is big 10. Big 10. all right yeah. so we got to get nate dickinson from locked on big 10 uh on to talk about Jaden ivy i need to learn a little bit more about him because i'm not it's not that i'm not sold on him i just don't know enough about him to say like ooh, that'd be an an automatic pick at four
0: yeah and you know jabari a lot of
1: time left before this draft right. for me to get educated
0: <laughs> right yeah i i like Jaden ivy's game you know he and jabari smith i I, I think I'd go Jaden before Jabari, but I still really like Jabari Smith too, of course, being a top four pick. So we'll see exactly how it all plays out. Come tonight, eight o'clock, the NBA draft lottery will take place and we'll find out exactly where the Charlotte Hornets are picking. Doug is going to be helping out the Locked On Podcast Network, Locked On NBA, going to be doing the live thing with them, going to be breaking down the position and then do a Locked On Now with the draft pick that they are going to hold that will give us something in concrete to go with some of these other mock drafts that we have. In store for you. I'll be on Locked On NBA later tonight as well, talking about the game, but also talking about the Locked On draft. Uh, the, excuse me, the draft lottery results. All right, thanks for making this your first listen. We're free and available on all platforms. Make your second listen. Locked On NBA from the first jump ball of the play-in tournament to the last possession of the finals. Locked On experts take you deep inside the playoffs with insight and analysis affecting all thirty teams. Cross your fingers. Hope we get lucky. We'll talk about it tomorrow on the Lockdown Hornets podcast.